Hi there, it's Sue, and you're listening to a special 12-part series of Maker to Master, Find and Fix What's Not Working in Your Small Business. This is part three. Given that many of us are sequestered at home right now, I wanted to do something to balance out the pull to watching the news over and over again. The best thing we can do right now is stay healthy, mentally and physically. That means being active. Go outside for a walk each day, lift weights, or get on your home bike, and think about how you can use this newfound time to be productive. Wouldn't it be great to come out of these times stronger in mind, body, and business? Towards that end, here are a few chapters of my book. Listen to all 12 episodes to hear it in its entirety. On Mondays, I'm sticking with our regular podcast, and then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you'll get these special editions. If you'd like to purchase a hard copy, you can do so on Amazon or at giftbizunwrapped.com. Are you discouraged because your business right now isn't performing as you envisioned? Do you tell people everything is wonderful when inside your stomach is churning because you know it's not true? This book will help you identify where the holes are in your business and show you exactly how to fix them. You'll learn from owners just like you who are seeing real success, growing their companies, and living their dream. In this book, find out how to confirm your business is set up correctly to provide the foundation for growth how to implement pricing strategies that bring in sales and make you money, how to effortlessly attract new customers every day, and balance the making of your product with the running of your business. And finally, you'll discover how to ensure that your business stays open and grows over time. Let's get right to it, shall we? Chapter 8 Nice to meet you. Naming your business is a big deal. You have to love it. You are going to think it, say it, and dream about it a lot. Here are some guidelines to consider as you test out different name ideas. One, consider your long-term business intent. It seems crazy to be thinking about how you'll exit your business right as you're starting. But when it comes to a name, this is important. If you plan to sell down the road, a business named after you is less attractive to a buyer. Maureen's Sweet Shop is run by a passionate, gentle, and affectionate woman of the same name. The business loses its magnetism if it's sold and is run by a quirky, tattoo-loving Giselle. In this instance, Maureen is the brand and of significant value to the company. Without her, there is a disconnect. A company with a more generic name is in a stronger position when it comes to transition of ownership. What would Martha Stewart's company be without her? What is the value of Rachel Ray's enterprise without Rachel's presence overlapping all that the company does? You may see these big brands as not applicable to your situation, but it is the same. Maybe even more so, because being a local small business owner, people will know you personally. Removing yourself from your business changes everything. Two, consider the location of your business. The same goes for a company named after a physical location, such as a street or town name. 
Santa Barbara gift baskets in California would not be the same if Anne picked up and moved her business to Colorado. If you know with 100% certainty that your business will always be located right in your community, then a location name can add connectivity. In Anne's case, she promotes products made from artisans right in her area. This reinforces and gives depth to the name. Residents of Santa Barbara and the surrounding area naturally feel connected. If you don't think you'll sell your business or move it to another town, then feel free to incorporate these identifying themes into your company name. Apart from these two cautions, go wild with creativity and find a fun, unique, and memorable name. It may include your product by name, like Lucas Chocolates, or it may be a play on your product, like the Mad Soyantist or Twice Baked Pottery. But don't limit yourself to that either. How do you come up with a great name? To help you along, I've created a name generation workbook. It's an exercise that helps identify creative names that resonate with you based on things you love. Gather several friends to help and you'll be surprised by the options you'll have. You can find the free name generator workbook at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash name generator. After you narrow down and select your name, the next step is to make sure that it's available. You want to confirm it's not trademarked and used by someone else. You can do this easily online. Once your chosen name has passed this first test, there is another important step. Make sure the domain name in the .com extension and all other media sites you plan to use are also available. When naming your business, you want to give it the attention it needs, but don't dwell on this step for too long and have it hinder your progress. There comes a time when you have to make a choice and move on. Chapter 9, Divide and Conquer. I'm going directly to the bottom line here, which is appropriate since we're now talking about money. You must create a separate bank account for your business. Why? The very future of your life and your business depends on it. Just ask Jeannie. She sold her maple-glazed cinnamon caramel apples first as single sales to friends. As her sales grew, she ventured out to local craft shows. Now she wholesales to regional gourmet shops. But along the way, her business almost melted away. Jeannie took shortcuts as she started her business. Since she was so small, she didn't consider keeping her money separate. Opening a dedicated account for the company wasn't even on her radar. She did what many new business owners do. She used her personal account to purchase product and equipment. She charged the printing of business cards and flyers to her Visa card, along with her regular groceries and other personal expenses. Everything came out of one account. That worked for a while. Months went by and more and more caramel apples were being made and sold. Jeannie was thrilled. She was making money and running a successful business. So she thought. About six months into her venture, she realized her mistake. The end of the month approached. In the mail came her bank statement, credit card statements, and all the other bills. She paid them as usual and carried on with her day. But 48 hours later, everything fell apart. 
she totally forgot about her mortgage and her daughter's new dance team uniform. These were due immediately, and she had nothing left in her account. Jeannie's error came when she decided to upgrade her equipment and commit to a commercial kitchen lease. At the time, she looked at how much money she had in her bank account and felt confident that she could cover it all. In actuality, she had only $9.27 to her name. Not paying the mortgage would affect Jeannie's credit rating, and not being able to get her daughter's pink sequins dance uniform? Unthinkable! In the end, Jeannie borrowed from her family to make ends meet. And she learned a valuable lesson. Combining business and personal finances is dangerous. Now she has two separate accounts. She understands what her financial situation is for both at any given time. Doing this is very simple. When you start your business, dedicate a certain amount of money as a startup loan to yourself. Let's say $500. Open a bank account with a debit card. Your first balance is then that $500. As your business brings in money, you can repay yourself for the initial loan. Then, watch your business grow in and of its own right. Chapter 10. These boots are made for walking. Investopedia defines bootstrapping as follows. Quote, An individual is said to be bootstrapping when he or she attempts to found and build a company from personal finances or from the operating revenues of the new company, unquote. Bootstrapping is funding your business without taking out bank loans. This requires an initial investment that should be set up in a separate bank account, as we reviewed in the prior section, Divide and Conquer. With the first influx of money, you will need to prioritize what is most important to invest in first. For our community of gifters, bakers, crafters, makers, you obviously have to buy the elements you need to make your product. It's the yarn or the beads if you make fashion accessories. It's the flour, sugar, and milk if you make cupcakes. Other priorities are initial startup costs, such as registering your business and opening a bank account. As your business grows and you start to make money, you can develop the business further. You'll want to put up a website, secure a dedicated email address, etc. But in the early stages, there are always low-cost or no-cost options. Start with free social media platforms to grow your audience and promote your products. Use a free Google email account and transition to a business account later. By this, I mean a Google account yourbusinessname at gmail.com, which would be free, versus your name at yourbusinessname.com, which would be a paid business account. When you bootstrap, you grow your business slower, but for many, it is the responsible way to go. If your family counts on your income to cover the monthly bills, you do not need the added pressure of one more payment and incurring interest on a loan. The best thing about bootstrapping is you emotionally realize success earlier. When you spend only what you know you can afford, the bank balance you see on your statement is in the black. As the balance goes up and up, you know you're making true money. Even if it's a small increase each month, it's real and it's yours. I bootstrapped both my multi-six-figure businesses and would do it again. 
There is something to be said for being able to sleep well at night and being able to focus on how to grow your business, not stressing on how you're going to pay an overdue bill. Chapter 11. That's all there is? The riches are in the niches. It's a popular phrase these days and oh so true. In the marketing days gone by, we called it a core product. Same thing. The best way I can demonstrate this concept is through a story about you. The phone rings and it's your doctor's office. The results of the skin sample we tested are in, Dr. Harrison begins. It is melanoma on your upper right arm. We must address this immediately. You knew all those years in the sun were putting you at risk, but you took your chances anyway. Of course, this is bad news, but there is a silver lining. It has been caught early, and with minor surgery and regular checkups, it is manageable and not life-threatening. But action needs to be taken. What do you do now? Dr. Harrison says that you can come into her office, and she can take care of it for you. Or you can go to a specialist who can do the same procedure. Melanoma. This can be serious. My guess is you would choose to go to someone who focuses specifically on this disease versus going to a general practitioner. Your fictional story is now over. I'm so glad you're okay. Let me apply this example to your business. By narrowing in and focusing on a specific product or service, you become a specialist in that category. Your specialty then provides direction for all you do moving forward. It defines your target customer, your messaging, and the platforms you select to get in front of the right people. It's like gold. For a great example, we can look to Cara of Cara's Vineyard Wedding. Are you ready for this? Her business started around wine corks used as place cards for weddings. No, I'm not joking. She has built an entire business around this initial core product. As her business developed, she expanded into related products such as Christmas ornaments and wine charms. She also hosts a podcast focused on wedding planning. You will notice they are all spin-offs of the original idea, only brought to life because of the initial momentum she gained thanks to niching way down with her first idea. The larger and more disjointed your product offering is at the start, the more you become vanilla to the market. This makes it so easy for people to go someplace else to find an expert who can help solve their specific pain point. The more niche down you are, the more attractive and unique you become. That attracts sales. Chapter 12. Hi, I know you. Once you've decided on your product and its specific niche, It's time to define who your customer is. This is referred to as an avatar. No, it's not everyone who breathes and could potentially use your product. It is that select group of people for whom the product is made. It's those who are naturally attracted to your business because of what you stand for and what your product is. This can be a hard concept to wrap your head around. It's similar to the challenge of narrowing down your product, as we discussed in the last chapter. It's extremely important and has tremendous value as you move forward. When you are able to define your avatar, you can communicate on a deeper level. 
your prospects will feel like you are talking directly to them. They will feel you get them. Francesca is a jewelry designer. She defines her market as young teenage or college girls who want to be seen as trendsetters in their social group. Her designs are always slightly pushing the limits. She pays particular attention to color and material to ensure her styles are current. By defining her customer as she has, the wording in her promotions is not, come see our large assortment of accessories. You're sure to find something you will love that will look great on you. This is way too general and resonates with nobody. Check this out. Prom is next weekend. You've got your dress, but how do you make yourself stand out? On display now is a new collection of ear and nose rings in colors hot off the runway. Come pick out the one that is calling your name and be the envy of all your friends. Or, it's spring break and you're headed to the beach. We're thinking you need a new belly button ring to go with your tan. But beware, it's sure to spark interest from that guy you have eyes for. See the difference? By defining your avatar, you can use specific wording and imagery that make your customer certain you are the one and only place to buy. It's because you recognize that you understand them inside and out. These examples are in line with Francesca's customer and not in line with a middle-aged career woman. That's intentional and it results in sales. There is more to this too. When you define your customer in detail, it will help direct where you should advertise to capture more of the same audience. From print brochures to Facebook ads, you can target and invest in the right platforms where your ideal customer resides. If you've not done this yet, find time to do so now. Create your ideal avatar. Even name her and describe how she looks. Decide on her age and income level. But don't stop there. Think about what movies she likes to watch, what magazines she reads, and what she does in her spare time. The more detailed you can get, the more powerful your avatar will be. Then, when you are putting together social media posts or print ads, speak to this person directly. Not every customer of yours, just this one person. You will see the difference in results. I guarantee it. That's a wrap for this session of Maker to Master, and I look forward to sharing the rest of the book with you in upcoming episodes. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 